It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 30th of December. A tremendous win in L.A., the signature win of the year. We'll break it down. Donovan continues to get better before our eyes. Jordan Clarkson's impact immeasurable. And Rudy Gobert bent another shot chart. Plus, it's the Monday runaround of the rest of the league. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers. Hope you're doing great. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to make sure you know that at Utah Jazz Radio Podcast, you can get Jazz Game Rewind, which is our jazz broadcaster assistants putting together about an eight-minute recap of any game you might miss this time of year. Uh, in addition... Uh, you can get postcast. Um, uh, actually, you get post. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, in addition, you can get Quinn Snyder Coaches Show and a full jazz radio broadcast. So that's all available for you uh, there. Make sure you grab that and, and take advantage of it. I've had some people recently ask about Empty the Noggin. Um, I just decided this year to not do it. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have asked to have it back. Um there were a lot of reasons why I decided that. Um, I don't know if they're right or not. But in regards to basic the concept of time, sleep, health, um, to, I think, probably listener, company, uh, appreciation. Listener appreciation is pretty high. Um, to that work and that time seemed to be on the wrong scale of things. So that was the thought. Uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, thank you very much to everyone who's listed as well. I just have a lot of thanks. Should I just do 30 minutes of thank yous? I mean, actually, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow as the year ends and the podcast network's year and, and, and we're heading toward 8 million downloads possibly today. I don't think we'll hit it, but it's just an incredible number for us So uh, for this month. So thank you very much. All right, let's get to it. Jazz with a great win. A great, great win in LA. Best win of the year. And, there, and there's so many aspects to it. Um, but it was clearly the best performance. There's an energy level that is now, since the release of Jeff Green and the addition of Jordan Clarkson, in two games is all, but there's an energy level that is permeating throughout the 240 minutes that didn't permeate before. Uh, That was terrific. And the headliner story, I think, really has to be the growth of Donovan. Uh, Donovan has just shown some abilities that he frankly didn't show before. And not because there's anything wrong with Donovan, because he's only in his third year. So we've watched Donovan go head-to-head with Dame Lillard and uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George the last two games late in the game and own them. It's really incredible what he's doing. His late game performance right now, uh, one is probably not sustainable, just in the fairness to Donovan, that we probably should point that out. Um, That if you go take the last 10 games, uh, which dates us back to probably into some of those other, we've been in the clutch seven of them. He's shooting 11 of 18 from the field, For 61%, he 
He's three of seven from three. He's eight of 10 from the line. He also has four assists and just two turnovers. He has 33 points in 22 minutes of clutch action over the last 10 games that seven of them have gone to the clutch. I mean, it's really, really stunning level of performance. I I, I don't know. My guess is that's got to be the best in the league in that time period. He's one of four players in the league who has more points in the clutch than than their uh than minutes played. Right now, Joel Embiid in the last 10 games has played five clutch games. He scored 31 points in 16 minutes. So that's better. Holy smokes. Uh but Donovan's 61%. Joel Embiid's 90% is better. But Donovan's 61% in the span. Joe Harris of Brooklyn's been hot in this short little period. D'Angelo Russell's been hot. You can get hot like this, but this is incredible growth from Donovan. And some of it is all the stuff we've talked about that, you know, we don't always like, which is a lot of it's the mid-range stuff. Over since the game against the Los Angeles Lakers, including the game against the Lakers, uh, which now takes us to 11 games ago, the short two... In the paint, too, he's 41 of 70. Seems like a lot of attempts still, but he's shooting 59%. What I've noticeably picked up on is he has slowed down, and instead of his jump being out toward the basket, it's now more straight up. So he's getting in the lane. If that's the shot he's going to take, he stops. It's a straight-up shot rather than him moving at mock forward speed and trying to control the pace of of the basketball. His long two still hovers at 48% for the season, and in that time period is 15 of 33. So those are the shots that late in games often you're going to have to make, and frankly then mathematically late in the game they're fine because you're you're down less possessions, and so you don't always want to be shooting threes. What he's doing is just tremendous. The other thing that's taking place with Donovan right now is that earlier this year, when you had Donovan on the floor and Mike Conley off the floor, the offense was terrible. Now, some of that was because Donovan was playing with our bench units and our bench units were really poor, but some of it also was that Donovan still struggled to see the floor. Now, that is now not true. The lineup of Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert that is starting has now played 434 possessions. It is a plus 22 it is in the 99th, 97th percentile overall, the 86th percentile offensively. Turnovers are down with that, are a little up with that group, excuse me. Shooting is really high. Offensive rebounds a bit better than it has been, thank goodness. That's my big bugaboo. The defense has been great. And that lineup, now you're seeing the Jazz with Donovan, the point guard. If you take Emmanuel Moutier and Donovan Mitchell, or Mike Conley off the floor, so that Donovan is just the point guard, we are now plus five. The offense is in the 74th percentile. The defense is in the 62nd. And we're pretty good. That's growth. I don't have a day filter on this one to back it back out to the day Mike Conley uh, went out of the lineup on December, 4, December 2nd and then played his brief 19 minutes in there uh, to look at to say, what it's done, but that is a large part of what 
where Donovan is just continues to get better. And it's 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 awesome. It's work, it's dedication, it's time with Johnny Bryant, it's commitment, it's natural pattern of growth. These these are all, you know, this is what this league is is all about. Uh, today, uh, being December 30th, our audience is a little less consistent, so I do not, uh, we're not going to run full ad, local ads. I just do want to mention, we will put in some of the nationals that run, but it's obligation of the network. Um, I do want to just thank the Murdochs uh, for all their support of the podcast network. They were one of the first ones uh, involved uh, to believe in what we're doing, and we thank uh, Blake and Ben and uh, the crew immensely uh, for their support and now their friendship. Uh, it's really been fun to get to know them and actually a really good friend. So, uh, and I believe somebody, uh, got an email from Jason Kreesh over at 4646 South state street that a, another lockdown listener stopped by and, uh, picked up a new vehicle. So, uh, congratulations. Make sure you email me if you're heading either to Murdoch Chevy or to Murdoch Hyundai, uh, first, so you can get the VIP treatment when you walk in and we get you taken care of. So thank you very much, uh, to the Murdochs. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. There was more than just Donovan to that win. Uh, Rudy Gobert bent the shot chart on that game as much as I've seen him bend a shot chart. Uh, for those who don't know what I mean by this is that, you know, the league has their averages of how people shoot and 
where they shoot from and where they get their shots. And Rudy's presence alters that shot distribution every night. And there's an incredible value to altering that shot distribution. Uh, let's Kawhi Leonard the other night shot six of 24 from the field. I believe he shot about somewhere in the range. It's a little hard to tell on some of these shot charts, so I could probably figure out a... Actually, I probably could do this better. Let me see for a second. Um, give me one second, people. I just thought of something and better way to use the internet. What? There's a better way to use the internet? Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Um... I did, in fact, find a better way to use the internet. Uh, you'll have to pause big... here for a second. There we go. So, uh, the other night, Kawhi Leonard was three of seven at the rim. Okay, so that... How, how does Kawhi Leonard, in his greatness, have such a bad shooting night against the Jazz? So, one, he's three of seven uh, at the rim. That's Rudy. So instead of being five of seven, he's three of seven. He's two of four in the short mid-range. Good for him. He goes 0 of six on long twos. Now that's certainly um, a little different than what Rudy, you know, and it's hard to tell whether Rudy impacts that, but I'm going to guess that that's a sign of Kawhi just shooting a little bit more mid-range, a little more, a little differently than he usually does, and he was 0 for five from long threes. That, my friends... Uh, I think you have to just say you got lucky, right? So some of it, so you get lucky. Uh, but what you see here is this at the rim, suddenly not being able to get to what he wants, short shots not being quite right, mid-range shots not being on balance. That's Rudy. That's the brilliance of Rudy Gobert. And then if you flip it, which I'm trying to do, um, and look at Paul George and some of that, it gets really interesting. Um, offensive player, and I can also look at who was guarding whom specifically. When Kawhi Leonard was guarded by Rudy Gobert, he shot two of seven that night. Guarded by O'Neal 0 for four, Bogdanovich 0 for four. So when Rudy switched on, he was two of seven. Paul George, when Rudy switched on him, the bigger number, 0 for 2. In other words, I want no part of it. 1 of 6 when guarded by Royce O'Neal. How awesome is that by Royce? I mean, that's really awesome. But that tells you a lot right there. The 0 of 2 tells you Paul George doesn't want to go to the basket against Rudy Gobert. And... That And then Paul George, after the game, gave all these weird excuses about how his shoulder and this, and he's not going to pass game anymore, and he was sick, and he had all sorts of little cramps. And to me, that matches what I believe is the narrative to Paul George, which I might not be being fair about. Uh, everyone can decide whether they believe that or not. Uh, but I do believe that Paul George has some weird element that every playoff series he ever gets into, he's injured. And every time he's ever, 
you know, talking about these things, he's got some reason why they he doesn't play as well as he should. And to me, that matched that matched up perfectly then with the same narrative we've always seen. And his shot chart was absolutely bent by Rudy. Not having Montrez Harrell for the Clippers is a big deal. Not having Mike Conley for the Jazz is a big deal. But not having Montrez Harrell is a big deal. We can't diminish that. Their best offensive play is Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. It's their kind of added bonus to their two stars. And it hurt them to not have that. The other thing that hurt them is that the Jazz came and prepared for that game. Ron Boone talked about throughout the radio broadcast at an incredibly high level. Quinn wanted that one. I think Quinn understood the schedule well enough to understand what that one meant. That the Jazz had come in winning, what, five of six or six of seven, but the wins were Memphis and Minnesota and Golden State and Orlando and Atlanta and Charlotte with a loss in there to Oklahoma City and Miami. And we needed a, a, we needed a win. We needed a signature win uh, in there. What's interesting now is I think we are favored, probably not by a lot in a few of them, in every game till January 30th. And and really minimally, frankly, in a lot of them, like minimally at Chicago, minimally at New Orleans, minimally at Brooklyn, minimally at New Orleans again, minimally home against Indiana, they've killed us, minimally home against Dallas, minimally home against Houston, minimally at San Antonio. You know, and if you're playing a bunch of 55, 45 games, well, guess what happens? Usually you usually split them. You don't usually win all of them. But we're walking into this stretch with an awful lot of confidence. Uh, one of the reasons we have this confidence is what Joe Ingles is doing. It's just playing great. It's not a lot to be comp- not not a lot of complicated stuff to talk about in regards to Joe. Um, you know, early in the year, the off the bounce three we talked about it a lot was really bad, and now it's really good. That makes a tremendous difference in what he can do and how he can play the pick and roll and what you know what is taking place for him. Uh, so let's not, you know, that's shots are going in that weren't going in before. Uh, he was down at 24% on his off-the-bounce threes in the last 10 games when he is ridiculous, by the way. Over the last 10 games, Joe Ingles is 17 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 56% from the field, and 55% from three. His off-the-bounce three is 49%. His catch-and-shoot three is 63%. He's 20 of his last 32 on catch-and-shoot threes. He's been brilliant. Get, put the ball in his hands a little bit more. Seem to re-engage him, playing with Rudy. They have Joe understands the pick-and-roll. Rudy runs it. I'm a big believer in the following also, that if you put guys like Rudy, uh, put Joe Ingles in the pick-and-roll being guarded by a three, that the chances are that the three who's defending him has not defended a huge amount of pick-and-rolls. It's not like a pick point guard who defends 100 pick-and-rolls a night, and so they're more liable to make mistakes as Joe's comfortable running that pick-and-roll. That's that's a big edge. The Joe's comfort to run the pick-and-roll compared to the, play, the defender who's not as comfortable def- defending it. And he's taking advantage of it. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has been a fabulous bump. Uh, and the offense, in turn, over an extended period of time, looks great. 
Uh, the interesting one on the offensive numbers right now is we have had our we've had five of our top ten outings offensively uh, in our last eight games. So five of our ten best offensive games have happened in our last eight games. Our best was against Minnesota, our eighth best against Golden State, our second best against Portland, our fifth best against the L.A. Clippers, our seventh best against the Hornets. Now, Miami, we weren't great offensively. In Orlando and Atlanta, we were just okay. Orlando's good defensively. So, you know, what we're finding right now, Clippers are pretty good defensively. Prior is just not very good defensive teams. We're skewering because we're a great shooting team. We're close to 40% from three now. And then those teams that take away our shots is going to be interesting to see. Our defense has not been very good for a while. We have not had a, we had one top 10 defensive game since we came after the, Phil, since the Philadelphia game. So now to some extent we're winning. So what that says to me is we're playing and we're the number one team in the clutch. So that tells me we're playing defense. We have to, uh, the thought I have on Jordan Clarkson and it goes back to kind of where I opened the show today is 240 minutes of energy. I, and I actually, I'm stealing this from one of our guys in, uh, on our medical team, Barnett, that there are guys that uplift everyone else's energy and speed. Clarkson, I think, has a wonderful understanding of what it is to play off the bench and the speed at which he can play. He's a great, he was a tra- elite level track athlete uh, out of San Antonio who quit track after his eighth grade year and uh, focused solely on his uh, basketball starting in his freshman year. It was a big, big deal that he did that because uh, he was really, you know, the best track athlete in San Antonio and people thought he was on his way. Uh, so this was a really, so he, he, he naturally, I think, is fast. He also plays fast in my mind. I haven't looked at the metrics. They actually have metrics that you can look up on like how much a player plays fast, slow, or medium. And it seems to me that he plays faster and in turn, a bunch of guys have to match that. That we're playing a larger percentage of our game at a faster speed than we used to since Jordan Clarkson joined the team and came on the floor. That's that's the vibe I have about his impact on the team right now. Uh, he's also a very good natural pick and roll player. I mean, he and Rudy ran... I think it was six or seven pick and rolls the other day and had 11 points. They killed it. Rudy killed people in the pick and roll the other night. Rudy and Donovan, Rudy and Ingles, Rudy and Clarkson killed the Clippers the other night. I did not look at the screen assist number. I will look at it right now. Uh, But he, they absolutely, uh, Rudy had them flustered. Paul George was going away under picks because he didn't want the contact. And Rudy was setting these massive 12 screen assists for 31 points. Wow. Contested 15 shots. Pretty good day. Good old Rudy Gobert. All right, we'll run around the NBA next uh, and do our Monday run around, see how everybody's playing, checking on everyone. I want to give a special thank out to Jeff and Scott at the store, another one of our sponsors who's been very loyal to us, been with us, been exciting again, and another people who I actually think uh, I would say um, have become friends. 
And that's a really cool thing for me. Uh, talk to them a lot. Saw them, see them when they can visit the team on the road. Uh, and they've done a great job. And, and they're, they're really Utah through and through. So th- thanks to them uh, very much for the support of the Locked On Podcast Networks. The Locked On Podcast Network is home to the number one daily NBA podcast, Locked On NBA. No team that relies on any single player like the Rockets rely on Harden or have historically relied on Harden has ever had any kind of realistic title aspirations. They might already have a window closed on them before it's even actually opened in Orlando. It's just not realistic for a team to rely on a single player there and be able to win a championship. When you want the biggest stories and the best NBA talk before it's old news, listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA restart has its first big injury. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac suffered a torn ACL in his left knee on Sunday. Listen to Locked On Magic for where Isaac and Orlando goes from here. To the ice. The qualifying series in the NHL are on, and the Minnesota Wild began with a 3-0 win over the Canucks. Joe Bully and Tony Abbott of Locked On Wild have a victory recap, and the Locked On NHL podcast has Western Conference playoff predictions. And finally, as college football conferences around the country try to figure out how they are going to restart, a group of Pac-12 players is demanding safety protocols and threatening to opt out of the season. I would point you to Locked On Big Ten podcast and a very interesting discussion on creative solutions to solve college football's mounting problems. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Tonight, Jazz and the uh, Pistons, I believe Blake Griffin, who has just been struggling miserably recently, uh, could miss this game. Uh, He's expected, the last word was he was expected to sit. Um, He's really, he's been awful. Uh, so we will not see Blake Griffin. So they will be without three of their five starters. Um, and we'll see whether or not, uh, the jazz can stay engaged to, uh, at the level that they need to against these guys. Let's run around the NBA. I always like to do this on the Monday, quick check of who's playing well, what everyone's doing. Um, always check this. These are the teams that are top 10 in both offense and defense at this point of the season. Milwaukee, second offense, first defense. Boston, fourth offense, second defense. Lakers, fifth offense, seventh defense. Clippers, seventh offense, ninth defense. Those are the title contenders. It's really what you need to be is top 10 in both to be a title contender. Dallas is 15th defensively. Philadelphia is 11th offensively. Denver's 13th offensively. Miami's 12th defensively. That's preventing them from getting there. All right. The best team in the NBA over the last two weeks is the Boston Celtics. Their differential is a plus 13. They are the number one offense in six defense. Milwaukee is second. The New Orleans Pelicans are red hot. They are the third best team in the NBA over the last two weeks and the number one defensive team over the last two weeks. They were an incredible joke defensively prior. San Antonio is the fourth best team over the last two weeks. The Jazz are the fifth best. Denver 6th, and Chicago, give Jim Boylan some credit. He's got the number 6 defense in the NBA, the number 2 defense recently. They're forcing a ton of turnovers. 
And Chicago is the number seven team in the NBA recently. Who's really struggling? Atlanta, 30th. Detroit, 29th. Phoenix, everything's falling apart, 28th. Minnesota, 27th. Charlotte, 26th. Washington, 25th. Sacramento, 24th. Not a big surprise. Best offensive teams in the NBA recently. Boston, Denver, Clippers are third. San Antonio, interesting, fourth. So that team's clicking a little offensively despite none of their three, no three-point shooting. Memphis, who's making a very subtle playoff run right now, is the fifth best offensive team. Miami, sixth. Jazz, seventh. Portland, eighth offensively. Teams that are struggling offensively, no real surprises in there, actually. Uh, it's exactly who you would have thought of other than Brooklyn at 28th. Probably is a little bit of a surprise. Defensively, the best teams in the NBA, as I said, New Orleans is one and Chicago is two. That is certainly surprising. Washington, three. Brooklyn, four. Minnesota, five, despite the fact they can't win a game. Boston is at six, and the Knicks are at seven. Surprising hot defensive teams in the NBA right now. That's really surprising. Teams that are bad defensively should have some surprises in there as well. Not really. Detroit's the worst defensive team in the league over the last thirty over the last two weeks. Who we play tonight, um, and the Lakers are twenty second defensively recently. That's worth keeping an eye on. Miami's twenty first. Clippers are twentieth. So some really good teams may be taking a little gap or time off or something of that sort at the current time. All right, this has been Locked On Jazz. Thanks very much. I'll come back with you tomorrow. Uh, for the show on the 31st, I think. Um, and then probably no show uh, on the 1st. And then I'll probably bring you a show the 2nd from Chicago and the 3rd. And we'll be back at it and start 2020. All right, it is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tell your smart device to play podcast Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great one. See you soon. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.